We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for some rapid fire? Bring it, baby. Bring it. Excellent mailbag questions tonight. I think we've got some fairly solid rapid fire questions of our own that we're going to get into here. Uh, There's no doubt. I responded to you. I was like, these are great questions. (laughs) All right. Ready to and that was before this. I added this first one. So that's true. That no, that is a good point. I do want to uh, respond to Andrew right now. He says, "How is Snead okay. looking in terms of putting on weight?" He's at 222 pounds. Like he's put together just fine. Uh, he's going to play in space just fine. He looks. He looks good. He he looks. He looks put together. Let's put it that way for being uh, mm-hmm. a redshirt freshman. So anyway, yeah. let's do it. Yep. He moves well. He does everything pretty well, like what we're seeing so far. Okay, so. NBC announced today that it is running it back with the Notre Dame football TV booth this season. Jack Collinsworth is going to handle the play-by-play again, and Jason Garrett is the analyst again. Scale of 1 to 10, how does it make you feel? It's like a 2, like a one and a half, two. Like I'm hoping with, with some experience they get better. Uh, it also said that they were going to be doing some NBC games. So maybe, you know, get a, even more games under your belt, get a little bit better. I just hate the fact that this is that Notre Dame is still the proving ground for NB, for for NBC. Like it, I I just I can't stand it. I hate it. And then when you look at the lineup of guys and gals that that NBC has, and then it's like, oh, by the way, these guys are gonna do Notre Dame. Like it, what are we doing? It makes no sense. You've got Noah Eagle, who's going to do the primetime games. You've got Paul Burmeister, Brendan Burke, who's like, a, I think he's like New York Islanders and, you know, like MSG okay. type guy. Andrew Siciliano, who works for NFL Network and does some other stuff. They're all more experienced and more qualified than Jack Collinsworth. as the Mike Tirico is going to be doing games. Yeah, well, which... I- Good, but just saying, you know, not, like not Notre Dame games. He's doing, he's doing games, but not Notre Dame games. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but all of those guys are going to be doing Big Ten games right. on the same network on NBC this year. None of them are going to call Notre Dame games. The least experienced, and I'm sorry, the worst play-by-play announcer of any of the play-by-play announcers who's going to be on NBC is going to be doing the highest profile and the longest running college football package that NBC has. It makes zero sense. 
Yes. Other than the fact that he obviously has a name connection who works for NBC, and he also is a Notre Dame graduate. It just... They can't like be the, getting the Burmeister thing. I, like I don't understand why they didn't, why they didn't just move Burmeister because he already worked for NBC when he became the radio guy a few years ago. Again, right. he's going to be calling some Big Ten games this year. Why not just move him and make him the Notre right. Dame play-by-play guy? I, I can't imagine that the the radio side of things has him so locked down that he can't move over and do TV. I just I can't imagine he can't break that contract and go be the TV play-by-play guy because I'll tell you right now the combination of Burmeister and uh, the Dallas coach Ryan Harris Ryan no oh, the, the, Jason, Garrett. Jason Garrett Garrett sorry Burmeister and Garrett would be fine Garrett right. just needs he just needs a boost he needs he needs some help you know what I mean and Burmeister could be that guy for Garrett he would make Garrett better right. And then you step into the radio booth and we call it a day. <laughs> like, go. why is this so difficult? I don't like it. They even said Burmeister is going to do big 10 games. Like, what do you, what are we doing? It's like, that's such a missed opportunity. I don't understand. I'm, I'm just glad at the moment that I don't have to watch home games on TV. And that's, that's the thing. You know, that's, that's the only saving grace for us is we're at the home games. We don't have to worry about it. You know, we record them and we watch it back and, it's just it, it just it makes so little sense with everything else that NBC is doing with its college football. There's going to be all these college football games on NBC. And this is still, you know, Notre Dame football is still a huge product. And yeah. again, it's been there for three decades. This has been the one that they've had for this long. And this is what they're doing at the booth. It just it makes zero sense to me. It's it's pretty disappointing. Very disappointing. Fill in the blank. Coming out of spring practice, Notre Dame's defensive line rotation looked like it was probably at eight players. Al Washington indicated yesterday it could possibly go as deep as 10, and it would be blank if that happens. This is a good question. Um, I, I think if they go down to 10, it's because those guys are good enough to crack the rotation. So if that's the case, then I'm fine with it. In the past, like true freshmen had to be in the rotation because they just didn't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that was a problem. So if they go as deep as 10, that means the D-line is overachieving, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's a great thing because you're you're able to give some guys, some some high, the higher level guys a blow. I think, and you know, without much of a drop-off, I think that's great. I think it shows that Al Washington is really coaching these guys up. I, I think that's only a positive if they go as deep well, as 10. And here's what the likely eight were coming into the season. Okay. Uh, John Baptiste and Osafa Mensa at the at the field in Howard Cross, Jason Anye at nose, Riley Mills, Gabriel Rubio at tackle, and then Batello Tui Alamaka at Viper. I mean, that's a solid eight right mm-hmm. there as it is. So you're talking about Tyson Ford, who has done some good things and they're talking about him as a swing type guy playing out out at that field end as well as at defensive tackle and then you've got Josh Burnham in the mix and then you've got like Brennan Vernon has kind of opened some eyes and Al Washington is happy about he you know so like if you get to Vernon with those others that's 11 even right there and just like you said if you get to even 
10, you know, nine, 10, it's because they deserve to be out there. Right. It's not just, be, it's not out of necessity that you would be throwing these guys out there on the field. And that does nothing but make you better when you're talking about as the game wears along and you need to win, you know, down in the trenches and all that kind of stuff. We know that they need to be more destructive in the line. And there's, there's good things that we've seen from all of those guys in the time that we've been out there so far. And yeah. so it's, yeah. it's nothing but a good thing. I think if it comes to that and that's what they're doing. Yep. I agree. It can only be a positive. If they start shrinking it down to like six or five, that's when you got to make Then problems. you're like, Whoa, what's going on now? Right. Yeah. Right. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here's what Washington had to say about the combination of Gabe Rubio and Jason Onye playing together inside. Quote, you guys have to come up with a nickname for those guys, man. Those are two 300-pound bash brothers, and they are dependable, willing, their physicality, how fundamentally sound they are. Power, end quote. So do you buy or sell bash brothers as the nickname for Rubio and Onye? I... I sell it because I feel like there's got to be something out there that's better. Now, Vince D'Addario is not creative enough to come up with anything. That's for darn sure. And I know with that. Al- 21? Like, you yeah, know, like- <laughs> right. Seriously. Al Washington wasn't talking to me when he said I needed to come up with something. I don't think I could come up with anything. But if you gave me a list, I think we could come up with something better than Bash Brothers. Because it's been used, man. Those were the Mighty Ducks. Like the Bash Brothers – were the Mighty Ducks. The, the Bash Mighty Brothers Ducks. were the, the, Bash, the A's. To me, the, yeah, to me, the Bash yeah. Brothers, they're Canseco and Maguire. Right, like, right. That's the first thing, uh, thing I, I think of that. when I think of Bash Brothers. Mighty Ducks? I, yeah, the Mighty dude. Ducks had Bash Brothers? Yeah, Sean. Yes. They I'm were gonna, in the 90s when I was a child. We're going to confess to something to you here. You've I've never, never seen, seen Mighty Ducks. Ducks. Oh, I've, I've never seen the Mighty Ducks. You got to come over. We're gonna. Have Only to thing have, I uh, can tell you about Mighty Ducks, Emilio Estevez. That's all that's I know. That's true. Yep. Yep. That's all I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I just the Bash Brothers has been they've been used. Uh, they need to have a unique nickname. So I agree. Ho- hopefully, maybe we need to put our heads together. We can come up with something. Yeah, that's. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, that's just like you. I don't know because I I've been trying to come up with some oh, okay. combination. You know, like. Like Gagne, you know, like Gabe and I, like I just that's not yeah. that's not a good nickname. It's just this. I don't know what it would be, but I, I think I, see. I didn't even realize again. I didn't realize 
that Mighty Ducks also had Bash Brothers, and you've got the Oakland A's, McGuire, Canseco. I just feel yeah. like it's been used a little bit too much. They got to come yep. up with with something a little bit better. But but I like that he laid out a bit of a challenge for uh, for the reporters. Yeah, know, to to get after it. I kind of I kind of dig that. You know, he's putting the, he's putting it back on you guys. I dig it. Yep. Matt's predicting a Gabe Rubio explosion this year. He wants to say Riley Mills has underperformed every year. I think he's going to be a stud. I think, I think they're both going to be really good. And uh, like Mills, Mills was cross training and doing like, he's now at a position that suits him much better than the build that he has. I just, right. I think he's going to blow some guys up. I agree. I agree. I, 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 I just think he was out of position playing at end. And I think yeah. he's put on some good weight, and uh, I think it's good. I think it's really good. Yep. Put on about 25 pounds from last year. 25, 25 right. 30 pounds, right. actually. Fill in the blank. It's blank that it looks like the best TV option for the Pac-12 is a streaming deal with Apple TV. Not surprising uh, because they're the Pac-9 at the moment uh, when that TV deal probably kicks in, right? And uh, Dave, I was assuming it would kick in next year. Is that when the TV deal is going to going to start for them, Sean? I can't remember if it goes one more year, and okay. then it's 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 got at least this season, if not two, just like Notre Dame. But yeah, but yeah, either way, I it's I'm not surprised because I think I think the Pac-12 is going to be great football this year. Like I think it's going to be intriguing football this year. This yeah. year, yeah. After this year, though, man, they're going to be they're going to be put together with duct tape and bubble gum, man. Like I don't see that conference holding on, and uh, I'm not surprised that there's no TV, you know, situation where they're like, yeah, we're going to invest millions and millions of dollars into the pack, whatever, because they're going to be around for a long time. Like I just just don't see it that being the case. It does expire after this school year. So this okay. is the last so right year. When they, to, to right when they go bail. Yeah, exactly. It it just feels to me like if this is, you know, George Klevkoff, he's been holding off and pushing off. And, you know, part of the reason Colorado finally bolted and the reason they couldn't get San Diego State to join the conference is because they didn't have a TV offer finalized. And if if Apple is the best you can do, I'm sorry. I just, the Pac-12 is about to go the way of the old Southwest Conference. It's just, yeah. I think it's going to disband. You know, they might be able to keep the name and, you know, gobble up a San Diego State and, you know, maybe some of those Mountain West schools eventually. But I just, it's, for Apple, you know, they they want to drive subscriptions Sure. To, to the platform and all that. So it's good for them. We still don't even know what the dollar amount is going to be. So I, I just can't see the PAC 12 being able to keep any of these schools that are kind of hinging right now that you hear about as, as the possible next moves, whether it's Arizona or Oregon or, or uh, you know, any of those schools, I just, I, I can't see them being able to keep things together if everything is riding on Apple TV for, you know, as their, their broadcast partner. So I, I just, it's, it's about to fall apart. It I'll be really, really is. it's. Don't be surprised if Colorado is not the last pack team to bail. between. No, now I don't and think they're year. going to be. And it sounds yeah. like, you know, Arizona is, 
sounds like they're going to be the next. And there's there's talk of, you know, then like would Arizona State go with them? Would Utah sure. State or not Utah State, but Utah even go with them? It's just amazing because just a couple of years ago, it looked like the Big 12 was about to suffer this fate. And even even really about a year ago, I think. But what's the Big 12 done? They've doubled down. They've expanded. They got Colorado to come back into the fold. And now all of a sudden, they're the ones poaching yeah. the Pac-12. So as as someone who you know went to, to a Big 12 school, I'm much happier to see it yeah. happen this way. But Because there was, a, just, there was definitely crazy a period. It's crazy to think that the Pac-12 is – is all but extinct, I think, right now. There, there was definitely a period where when when uh, Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were going to leave, it's like, what's next for the Big 12? Remember that? And But yeah. they they rebounded and they went out and got schools and, and they're poaching te- – you know, they, they did about as well as they could do after losing probably their two top teams to the SEC. Right. Like, they could have folded it up like it, right. feel, like it feels like the pack is doing, but they didn't. And I, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. I do too. Question from Benjamin will slide in here. Confidence Notre Dame will beat the big three this year, Ohio State, Clemson, and USC. I think the most logical thing to say is that they'll go two and one. I mean, do they have the ability to beat all three? Yes, they do. Uh, they match up well, I think, with all three. Can they beat all three? Yes. Will they beat all three? I'll say two and one. I think I would go with that as well. So if I'm doing this on a scale of one to 10, that mm. would put me at what? Like a seven? Like a maybe? seven. Yeah. Seven that they can? Yeah. I think they can, but. Two of those are at home. I mean, yeah. and they've shown they can beat Clemson, but that one happens to be on the road. I don't know. I mean. It can they absolutely have a, they be have done. a quarterback advantage in two of those three yep. games. Absolutely correct. And they get two of those three games at home as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think they've got a really good shot, but we haven't seen them play an actual snap well, so far. That's fair. <laughs> like in a vacuum, just like one offs, I would pick Notre Dame to win all three of those games. Like one and then one and then one mm-hmm. but you just never know injuries and that where they land on the schedule and all of those different things you know i might be singing a completely different tune when we get to week five and we get to week whatever and week whatever like you know let's let's see how this team looks when they actually throw on the blue and gold in notre dame stadium or in dublin or wherever i'm gonna need to see them play a little bit before i get overly enthusiastic about it salty which school's quarterback quarterback battle this fall is most interesting to you alabama ole miss or you at ucla oh my gosh he asked what's more interesting to me it's alabama and it's not close because i want to see what happens with tyler buckner and i want to see what happens with tommy reese it absolutely uh dante moore is going to start at ucla i don't know what the situation is at ole miss but alabama is by far the most interesting to me yeah, I mean, just because Tyler Buckner is involved and because Tommy Reese is there and everything that went down, that's like the other two completely off the radar, honestly. But what happens at Alabama is of great interest to me. So I I just would have to echo that. Crystal wants to know, who'll be the next Penn grad to join Oof. the Notre Dame football team? 
Well, I would have said maybe Jake Bayless, uh, because he's this, you know, the son of Matt Bayless. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't believe that is going to be the case. He's going to actually go someplace where he can play. Uh, he's running back, really good, really strong. I know that's shocking to everyone. And of course, Matt Bayless isn't at Notre Dame anymore, so that kind of takes that out of the equation. Exactly. Oh man! Other than that, there's not Notre Dame talent on uh, Penn's team, and so from a straight up scholarship standpoint, there probably isn't anybody on the roster, at least that I'm aware of, that could be that guy. Maybe a walk on, you know, that's always a possibility. I could just don't Vinny know. Freeman. Well, there you go. That's a good call. Vinny Freeman's going to play a lot this year as a sophomore yeah. uh, on that team. Uh, no doubt about that. So, yeah, it could be Vinny Freeman right there. I mean, he's built like a you-know-what brick house. <laughs> I'll say that. Right. Uh, he's, he's put I together think the question could be, does he get like a, you know, does he get a wrestling scholarship someplace? Absolutely. You know, like, I think that's that, his number one like, sport. What ends up, yeah, what ends up being the sport where he gets the best sure. scholarship offer? Is it football or wrestling sure. potentially? No, right. that's that's a good call. That, that's a good call. If I had to put money down, I would say him. I would I would say I would say Vinny. So mm-hmm. I'd love to say my kid, but uh, he's not getting recruited by them yet. So <laughs> this goes back to what we were just talking about with the Pac-12, and I forgot I had to start up, and I was saving it, um, <laughs> you know, for when we were talking about the Pac-12. Shytown. Town. With Colorado announcing the move to the Big 12, Pac-12, 10-9 on life support, what's the overall impact of the health of college football? College football is fine. I would say that the Pac is not doing well, but college football is just fine. I, I mean, it, it, it's not some of the stuff's not going in the direction that I would want it to go, obviously, but the health of college football, like college football is not going anywhere. So it's not like it's on its deathbed or anything. Like it's as popular as ever. It doesn't look good when a traditional major absolutely agree. ends up crumbling like this. But at the same time, all these places are going to have homes. I think that the you know one of the biggest hold you know like Oregon and um, what's the other one? There's there's or there's another school out Oregon and Washington. Gosh, for for some reason I was drawing a blank on Washington. Like. Those are two that have been talked about a lot in the last few days about the Big Ten. No, I'm not an expert on what is or isn't, you know, going to to get those teams potentially. But, you know, like one, I think if the Big Ten wanted those schools, they would already be there. You know, just like you're hearing this stuff about Florida State and like, you know, the SEC and this board of trustee member at Florida State talking about we're going to move and all this stuff. Seems like if Florida State was really that in demand, they would already have been extended an official invitation from the SEC. And if they were going to move sometime, they would already probably have changed the dress. But like the thing with with Oregon and Washington specifically, from what I have heard, is for them to make that move to the Big Ten, like all those contracts, all those new TV contracts are already locked in with the Big Ten right now so to add more teams means you're taking tv revenue away from the teams that are already in the conference so if you're going to do it you need another tv partner for another revenue stream and that's the big 10 doesn't quite have that right now and kevin warren i think was working on some of that before he decided to head to the nfl and the current the, the you know the new big 10 commissioner has kind of put a freeze on all of that stuff right sure now. so 
that's still like money is driving all this, but you still have to keep your current constituents happy. And I think that that's probably what has maybe held some of this other stuff up. So, but I agree with what you're saying. And just like, I think college football is fine. It, it, it just is a shock to our system. I yeah, think to exactly. see you've had this traditional major, you know, what we now call power five conference out there in the West. And it looks like it's, yeah, it's going to be power you know, four here real quick. Fall off the feels San Andreas like. fault, you know? Yeah. So. And, and you're like, I'm still in denial about the fact that USC and UCLA are going to be in the Big Ten next year because it's just so ludicrous in my head. Yeah. Like, I can't, you know. So I'm going to go uh, through this year with blinders on and just, you know, this is college football. And then next year, it's just going to be ridiculous because not only do you have the Pac-9, essentially, unless they can find somebody to join, but you've also got the 12 team playoff too. So like, it's just going to be way, a way different mentality throughout the year, because it's just like when they added the wild card, more wild cards to baseball, there's just more teams in contention later on in the season, right? That's going to be the same situation for college football. Like you're going to have plenty of two lost teams in the final 12. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like this, the Florida State, Clemson, Big Ten stuff. I, you know, like Travis is saying, they're they rumored. Have to pay I think so that's all it is. Much money. That's all it out. is right now is a rumor. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's too much exit fee money. It's twelve years it worth a, of money, right? Like they, twelve, they, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, till the end of that contract. Yeah, there's no way. That's what they're, they're your ROI on that buyout is not worth it. Your return right. on investment is not worth it. I'm sorry, it's not yeah. going to happen. And the unfortunate thing is, again, like when you look at the stuff the the Florida Board of Trustees guy was talking about today, it's it's all about jealousy, basically. Well, yeah. these guys are getting all this money and we're not. Sure. Like, seems okay. like your athletic department has been operating pretty well under the current system. You know, like it's right. not money that has held you back. It's the coach and recruiting right. that has held you back. And, and nobody it, put a gun to the heads of the administration at these schools to sign the deal that the right. ACC signed with ESPN for right. that ridiculously long period of time. But they all signed up for it for exactly. that ridiculously long period of time because they saw it at the time as security. They exactly. thought they were they thought they were ahead of everybody yes. else because of the security that it provided them. It's like, well, we're locked up for this money for all these years. And then, you know, yep. it's just like the White Sox building that monstrosity that they built, you know, back in what was it, 90 or 91 when they built new Comiskey Park, and then a couple years later, the Baltimore Orioles built Camden Yards, and everyone had cool retro-looking stadiums, and, you know, here it is 30-plus years later. The, the names have changed a couple of different times, but the White Sox are still stuck with that ugly ballpark there. And it's, you know, but it's it's like the same thing. Everyone pivoted and went a different direction, and then you get jealous, and, you know, you're, yeah. you it's like that's that's the breaks. Man, you're like, you like right. you signed on the dotted line and you gave away essentially your right to be, you know, to kind of become a free agent without paying a bunch of money. So right. you're stuck with yep. it. Yeah, exactly. They thought they were ahead of the game and kind of weren't. Sorry. Yep. Vince, here's a question for okay. you. You've got a son. I've got a son. A lot of people have sons. We all like football. That's why we're here. Yep. If you had a son. Given the current state of what's going on with running backs right now in the NFL, the devaluation of running backs, if you had a son who was a star high school running back, would you let him stay the course at that position 
or would you make him or would you encourage him, I guess, to switch positions? It very well depends on how transferable his skills are to a different position, right? So if he's a star running back, does that mean he's also a really good linebacker? Does that mean he's a really good safety? You know what I mean? Like what, how, how do his skills translate? Because not all running backs are created equal, right? But I would say more often than not, and I know why you're asking this question, but I would, I would have him stick at running back. I really would, because you can get good scholarship money to go to college, right? And yes, is the, the window in the NFL smaller? Yes. Are you devalued in the NFL? Sure. I get all of that, but that's why we would stress we, me and my son, we would stress academics and he would go get one hell of a degree for free. Take your chances in the NFL, but have a great degree to fall back on. Thank you, by the way, Bernie. We'll take that compliment. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, yeah. Like it is, it is like the upper, like one, you know, one to 5% of NFL running backs who have oh, sure. this problem right, right now. Yeah. Good call. And, just like if you if you go back, your odds of get, just I agree with virtually everything that you said. I would have him stay at the position because one, just getting from high school to a, you know to a Division One scholarship is a major accomplishment. Oh yeah, in itself, and yes. with the state of NIL, like if he's a star right now, he can still make money while he's in college playing running back that you couldn't make four or five years ago so you've got the scholarship and you've got the nil opportunities if you're good enough just to do that and then if you get and that's still a big if if you get to the nfl the average nfl career is still only three and a half years so it's like such a small percentage of guys who are even going to get to that level to begin with and then when you get there you cycle through pretty quickly anyway so like why would you why would you you know, switch course and go to a different position. You know, like if you're good enough and you're playing running back in high school, odds are, depending on what the size of your school is, you're probably playing like cornerback or linebacker or, you know, something else along with it, you know, like a Jack Kaiser type guy. You know, a lot of guys play two ways when they're in high school. So I would not switch just because of that, because, because again, you can still become a really good college running back if, you know, if you're good enough to get there to begin with, but the odds are so far against you just oh to gosh. even get to the NFL. Why would you make a decision based on that? As a high school player to like, oh, player. I got a better chance yeah. to get to the NFL if I play a different position. Like, no, you're a high level running back. Stay the course. Go get your degree. Makes, you know, that because I know you, you very much value education. Your kid was very bright. Jesse's very bright at all good grades. Same thing in my house. We value education. College athletics, to me, and I'm sure there was a piece of you that felt the same way. It is a, it is absolutely a, uh, an avenue for to get your education paid for. Like that is a hundred percent how we're talking about college in my house. Right? You know what I mean? Like, get as much free money as you can and go get that degree (laughs) so that you're going to be set up for the future. I mean, I know that sounds cliche. But when you've got five kids at home, you have one kid at home. College is ridiculously expensive, man. You, yeah. you got to take whatever breaks you can get. And if, and if athletics can do that for you, do it. I agree. Fill in the blank. 
it's blank that LSU gymnast and social media influencer Olivia Dunn has decided to no longer attend classes in person at LSU due to safety reasons. I got to look at the question to make sure I answer this accurately. Okay, it's (laughs) blank. All right, I just want to make sure. Okay, it's an outcome of your own design. How about that? That's That's my fill in the blank. It's an outcome of your own design. There are pitfalls and downfalls of being a popular person on the internet or in per- whatever, right? And she's got millions of followers for all of the right internet reasons. That's fine. She seems like a nice kid. Great. But I guess she's dating that- Paul Skeens, by the way, the number Who's one that? overall, the guy that was the number one the LSU baseball pitcher. Oh, the guy gotcha. who transferred yep, yep, yep. from Air Force and became the yep. number one pick in the draft and all that. And I mean, cool. Like, good for Paul, first of all. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... I, this is this is absolutely a situation of you made your bed now you got to sleep in it. I mean, yeah. I I don't feel bad for her. I'm sorry. She's making millions of dollars being a gymnast at LSU. Like, yeah, okay. like you, t- you know, like look at where we're, what we were just talking about. Like, would you, you know, if you were running back, you know, change all. Like, think about like all these football players are megastar like especially the you know like the guys at notre dame and alabama and and even even at schools like you know i'm just throwing schools out there oregon state or oklahoma's like the best guy you know the best football player on every team like they're all you know big men on campus right they're big stars on campus and you've had you know you've got other athletes and other you know like when enrique agumbawali was here and olivia miles and sonia citri like all those different players like they're celebrities in their own right as mm-hmm. well and obviously social like she was a gymnast first like being a gymnast got her to LSU but because she turned it into being a social media influencer you're right it like it it's it's all of her own creation right, right? i mean look it, it's so, completely unfortunate that there's sickos out there right. that would threaten and her not, and, do and, all and that. i don't want to discount that at all right. and i'm not saying it's your fault you know like right. you made your bed lie in it but it's just it's where we are as a society right now because of you know you call them social media influencers because of the influence that social media has unfortunately that's you know this kind of stuff happens and you know it it's a shame especially if she wants to be involved you know in the you know the campus and the community and, and stuff like that but you know like I guess that's also part of where we are right now as well because the technology the fact that you know at least she has the chance to Keep being a gymnast yeah. and take classes at home, Good call. you know, online as well. So. It's, a, it's a shame that people, you know, watch her on her social media and think that they know her and think that they can be around. You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. messed up. Like, that's creepy. And it's it's a shame that people have those thoughts. But right. you've got to know what you're getting yourself into, though, too. And, and, and again, like, I'm not, you know, like, pointing it at her, but like, because as a woman, like, she is going to unfortunately like a lot more of those creeps and stuff are going to come out than if 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 she was a football player i guess is right. what i'm that's true because I mean, of, yeah just because yeah, of who she right. happens to be you know right cuz like sam hartman or Audrey Estime can have big social media influence you know followings as well but 
you're probably not going to see a lot of creepers following Audrey Castame around. Yeah, you know, and cause, because look, Audrey I mean, Castame will squash it. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, not, there's not going to be a lot of creepy dudes following those guys, and there's probably a lot of creepy dudes that follow her, and it's not okay. But again, it's not like she's giving back the money either. So it's like you you give, you get. You know what I mean? Yep. I do, unfortunately. Last question for tonight. Hmm. from salty which will be the first law enforcement agency to catch up with romlock carrot this what? year the fbi the irs or svu special wow unit i hope kind of I going guess, into the you know, same line <laughs> i don't really know the answer to that question because i'm not sure why know. he's being uh you know looked into but man I, I guess i hope it's the irs and not svu i know <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's hope it's not SVU. <laughs> That's the last one. It should be. We don't need that. We don't need an investigation <gasps> oh, coming down on us. For gosh. That, that matter. So. Oh my gosh. That is funny. <laughs> All right, great mailbag tonight, yes. and I jotted great down numbers a, today. A couple of the questions that I think we're going to throw into rapid fire tomorrow. I liked them, so we just didn't nice. quite get a chance to get to. Excuse me, a couple of them. So great numbers that. tonight, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Absolutely. Uh, this is awesome. There's so many people. The chat was in great shape. All great, great questions. I mean, we're getting closer and closer well, to the season. I think we're 24 days away. So, you know, and I know we've got, you know, like some new subscribers to the site and stuff like that. So if you're new to the show, we appreciate welcome. you being here tonight. I had, you know, like I said, I've seen some, like some new names and stuff popping in the chat and stuff like that. Some, you know, maybe, you know, again, it's like the off season. Yeah. There is really no off season here, especially, no but way, you know, maybe. like, you know, people kind of hibernate a little bit for the off season. You start coming back around now. So if you're new to the show, we appreciate you. If you're returning after you've been away for a little bit, we, of course, appreciate you as well. Andrew, appreciate the super chat as always. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. And we will wrap it up with that. Go VD21. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. Nathan, That's there's awesome. a guy. There's a guy. Who uh, who we've seen before? Who maybe we haven't seen in a little bit. Appreciate Love you it. too. Love it, man. Thanks, everybody. Hey, hit that like button when you guys are leaving. Make sure you hit that like button. Yep. Hit the like button. That helps us out quite a bit. And of course, subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast platforms. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.